Sit comfortably, everyone. And good evening, everyone on screen, as well as in the room. And just before I begin my talk, I'm aware that um, COVID seems to be spreading very rapidly around everywhere at the moment. Um, and there's so many clients and friends, family members um, who've had COVID recently or still with it. So healing, healing thoughts to everyone who has it, who has had it. Um, and I hope you get through it well and hope you just have mild symptoms. Um, last night, we um, had our first um, large precept group meeting. Um, it's a meeting about having a meeting. We haven't started yet. Um, but I just want to say, uh, follow through on the, the theme of precepts um, as those groups are going to be starting soon. And it's around um, the theme of spontaneity in life <clears throat> and self-examination and inhibition that may come up around that. And uh, I suppose as human beings, we like to just live our lives in a sort of carefree, sponca spontaneous kind of way um, and maybe uh, not get too, too caught up in self-critiquing or self-reflection that might act as a kind of a handbrake on that sense of fun in life, do you know, or spontaneity in life. So I just want to look at that a little more closely. Um, but before I do, um, let, let's just... Uh, go through and name, name what the precepts are so it's clearer and more specific what we're talking about. Um, and again, I'm using Norman Fisher's uh, version of the uh, precepts, who's a San Francisco-based Zen teacher. Not to kill, but to nurture life. Not to steal, but to receive what is, what is offered as a gift. Not to misuse sexuality, but to be caring and faithful in intimate relationships, not to lie, but to be truthful, not to intoxicate with substances or doctrines, but to promote clarity and awareness, not to speak of others' faults, but to speak out of loving kindness, not to praise self at the expense of others, but to be modest, not to be possessive of anything, but to be generous, not to harbour anger, but to forgive, not to do anything to diminish the three treasures, that's Buddha, Dharma and Sangha, but to support and nurture it. And I, my version of that is not to do anything to diminish the sacred, whatever that might be, um, but to support and nurture it. So they're the precepts we're looking at. One way of understanding any kind of learning process um, with some basic principles of learning you know, educational psychology. Um, often when we first approach something, um, it's, it's in the realm of what's called um, be, being unconscious about what we do, which is unskillful. Right? So if we never examine the way that we speak to other people, for instance, um, we, may be, we may be missing cues, we may be offending people, we may be rude, um, we may override people, and we don't even know that we're doing it. Right? And then, and then as, as the process develops, um, we become 
conscious of the fact that we're unskillful. Right? And so that's kind of one of the that's perhaps the one of the first points in the process, you know, when, when you're trying to embody the precepts in your life. You you're starting to go, Oh yeah, when I when I do that, um, yeah, maybe that hurts other people's feelings, do you know, or I disconnect from people in some kind of way. What kind of impact does that have? So then you become conscious of that unskillful behaviour. Now that that's a that's a place that's a beginning uh, where some people who may be overcritical or um, uncomfortable go. Oh, I don't want don't want to look at that. I don't want to look at how I'm being unskillful. Uh, may even trigger off deeper deeper feelings of unworthiness or or whatever to actually touch place with that that. Um, but if we've got a a solid meditation practice, now we can, we can go, yeah, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm unskillful in the way that I speak. Um, and it's kind of like, isn't it good that I've got some insight into that now? And how can I then work with that? Right. So that's the beginning of the process. And then as you work with any kind of new skill, um, you then become consciously skillful. So the steps unconsciously unskillful, um, consciously unskillful, <laughs> uh, then consciously skillful. Right? That's not the end of the process. So you become consciously skillful. You 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 intentionally bring the precepts, say of you know, not speaking of the faults of others or whatever, and you you consciously intentionally um, make a point of not doing it. You know. <clears throat> And uh, and then you keep doing that over and over again, and the last point in the process is unconscious skillfulness. It just becomes so na- na- so natural, right, that you you don't criticise the faults of others that you don't even know you're not doing it anymore, because it's just become a part of an expression of your, your true nature. So. In the beginning of the process, there become, there's, a, there's a process of critiquing, modifying behaviours. But may I say that the process is not one, always one of inhibition. Um, and I'll give you some examples of it, because they, these things come to life a bit more if you give examples. When I was younger, um, looking back on it now, I had a, had a tendency to be um, sarcastic in the way that I spoke to other people. Um, and it was just part of what I did and what other people did. And, um, and then there became a point in my practice where I became really aware of, much more aware of the fact that I did and reflected on how that might be harmful to other people, you know, and, and then also harmful to me. So the, po- the first point in the process is one of inhibition. It's like, okay, I, what is it to be sarcastic? Stop doing it. No? Just stop doing it. Um, when, you, when you're about to go, oh, I've made a commitment not to do that, so it just drops away. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's a process of inhibiting something that may be harmful. But as you can see in these precepts, it just doesn't, they're not just worded in the negative. You know, they're, they're talking about being generous, you know, kind, um, etc. And uh, and so sometimes 
acting on the precept is acting on that positive impulse. And when I, again, when I think back when I was younger, um, I, I think I was a bit on the stingy side in terms of um, praising people or complimenting people or validating people. And um, so it's been a process of choosing to do that more, right? Just being more generous in, in my words to other people. And at first when you do, so that's not so much an, an inhibition, that's the doing of something. Um, and when you do it, <clears throat> see, what, where people can get hung up on this is that they then think, oh, well, I'm, I'm faking it. I'm being a fake. I don't really mean it. You know, I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to, because I'm a Buddhist, right? Um, but the thing is, if you, there may be a bit of awkwardness or, an, or embarrassment even in doing something like that. And I, I hate this term, fake it until you make it. I don't like it as a concept. But you practice it until, until something becomes natural. So you just get over that awkwardness and you start doing it, you know, and then it just becomes a more natural part of your way of speaking that you do that. Um, it becomes a more natural unconscious process. And the way we can look at the precepts, we can, they, 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 we can look at them from, from two points of view. One point of view, which you could call it the absolute point of view, is that the precepts, generosity, telling the truth, etc., is an expression of a Buddha nature. It's an expression of our true nature. That's right? just how an awake person behaves in the world. And at the same time, the precepts, are, from the relative point of view, are a step-by-step -step practice to to move towards realizing that that Buddha nature state. So it's an expression of, of, of the awakened life and it's a practice towards cultivating the awakened life. It's both. But eventually with with uh, like it's like it's like any of the, the Zen arts, you know, pottery and things like that, or any kind of art like playing playing a musical instrument. Um, you struggle with it at first, you know, and the more you practice and the more competent you become at it, the more unconscious it becomes. I'm very clear of that by my own practice of playing a flute. It's like you're all fingers and thumbs to begin with, you know, and especially when you learn how to play fast tunes, you can't even think about what you're doing. You just trust, you just play the, 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 the tune in your head and you're really just trusting that your fingers know where to go. Right. So there's a lot of a lot of trusting and letting go in the process that actually occurs, and the same with the precepts, and um, you know the 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 Buddhist view of human nature, but not only the Buddhist view of human nature. You see other Western philosophers embracing this view, is that at, at heart at heart human beings are innocent, you know, and um, and um, artless, do you know, like children, do you know, is that, it, that the first immediate response that comes up in us before we think and calculate is often, <coughs> most of the time, is good, you know, and, and where evil happens in the world or where harm happens in the world is, is when we start to calculate, 
you know, the, the, the thinking mind comes in and cal- calculates how can I manipulate this to make me look good or get that or whatever. But our, but our true spontaneous nature is, is quite innocent in itself. And it's through the precepts that you get back to that, that artless, innocent way of, of being in the world. And this, this thinking mind, you know, that wants to take over and strategize and calculate and how do I look good, how, make, how do I let them look worse, how do I get more, uh-huh, and it just drops away. And, uh, and the, that expression of true nature comes through. So that's kind of just trying to describe the, the process of what actually occurs um, in our practice when we take the precepts up.